0: Hi, everybody, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my podcast, Phone Ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is November 21st, 2021. Today's song is Holy Water by We the Kingdom. And as always, I hope you go onto YouTube and search the song out with lyrics and sing to God's ears and bring them into your presence. This has been a song that's been on my heart for a couple of days. And I just love the bridge. And it's. It's words. It's a plea really. To say to God often. Which simply says. I don't want to abuse your grace. God I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. It's just a powerful lyric. Because God. He is why I want to change every day. I wanna I wanna serve him better. I want to live for him better. Even on days like today when I'm not I'm not doing my best today. <laughs> I am tired. But I wanna deliver this message with boldness and with alertness and, and to continue serving my God through this ministry to help to help in any way that I can by putting a song on your, on your heart to sing to God's ears and to read God's word and to offer my thoughts so here we go oh, and we're going to continue in Romans we are in chapter 7 but let's start off with a prayer Dear Lord our God Thank you for this day, and thank you for our life's improvement. We find you at work in us every day. We find that you hear us, and you answer our prayers. We see your goodness and your loving kindnesses in each new day. We thank you for your mercy and grace. Help us to continue to walk and step with your Spirit within us, Help us to always remember that you gave us a new beginning and help us to not dwell in the person that we once were. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Chapter 7 and before I get started, I want to get in the habit of reading the last two verses from the previous chapter, so we can kind of get a little feel of what he's trying to say in chapter 7. And it is really important to not just read a few verses here and there, because God always has something to, something to say at the beginning of a book. Until the end of the book. And really. From Genesis to Revelation. Is how we will get the true meaning. Of what God wants to say to us. But always. Read a, read a chapter before. And a chapter after. If if that's all you can do in one day. So you can get a little bit more. under Gain more understanding. Of what he's trying to say. Okay. Chapter 6. Verses 22. Two and twenty three say, But now, having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit, resulting in sanctification, and the outcome, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Chapter seven is titled Believers United to Christ. Or do you not know, brethren, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has jurisdiction over a person as long as he lives? For the married woman is bound by law to her husband while he is living. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law concerning her husband, concerning the husband. So then, if while her husband is living she is joined to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is not an adulteress, Through though she is joined to another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ, so that you might be joined to one another. <laughs> okay. Did I mention that I'm kind of tired today? And I just don't feel like I'm very good today. <laughs> Some days are better than others, but today is uh, I'm tired. So let me read that again. And if you tuned into my other podcasts, I've often mentioned these are not rehearsed. They're, they're live, and so I'm going to fumble over my words, fumble over my reading. But I'm doing the best that I can. So I'm going to start with verse 3. So then, if while her husband is living, she is joined to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is not an adulteress, though she is joined to another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ so that you might be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For while we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in the members of our body to bear fruit for death. But now we have been released from the law, having died to that by which we were bound, so that we serve in newness of the spirit, and not in oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have come to know sin except through the law, for I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said, Ye shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. And this commandment, which was to result in life, proved to result in death for me. For sin, taking an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So then, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Therefore, did that which is good become a cause of death for me? May it never be. Rather, it was sin, in order that it might be shown to be sin by effecting my death through that which is good, so that through the commandment, sin would become utterly sinful. I'm going to pause there. That's halfway through chapter 7. So I just want to say, when I, before I had a better relationship with God, I used to pray to God. And I used to ask Him what to do because I was just stuck in a relationship that I felt was unhealthy. So I would ask God, God, what should I do? Even then, before I even knew God and before I even had a relationship with Him. And so I would read I and now when I read these these scriptures, I see the words pop out. Nellie, you're an adulteress. (laughs) You divorced your husband. And he wasn't dead. And according, you know, that's why I say that you need to read, at least if you're doing a Bible reading, read, read a little bit of the, fo- of the previous chapter and some of the next chapter. So you can kind of understand God's mind and how he, he works and how he's trying to help us. And I do feel that God directs people in the path that they should be on. And so I've underlined, I've read Romans several times. I've read the Bible uh, um, and I've, I've underlined here that you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ. So that you might be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. And that's important because we we were made to die to the law. And who was the one that was raised from the dead? Jesus Christ. So we are saved through the body of Christ. So that we might be joined. To another. Which is Christ. To him who was raised from the dead. So he was the one who saved us. We are raised. Along with him. We are what ends up happening is that we do have the law and the letter, which is the first five books of the, of the Bible, which gives us all the laws that God puts on our hearts that guide us. And we then, um, by, by knowing what's right and wrong, and we do, we do right, we bear fruit for God. And then where it says we were in the flesh, while we were in the flesh, the sinful passions, which were aroused by the law, were at work in the members of our body to bear fruit for death. Now, if I was a person that didn't want to take God's salvation through believing in his son, everything that I did that was wrong, Was not bearing good fruit. It was fruit. For death. And what is death? Separation from God in this life and in the next. So. We shouldn't get down on us. For what we did in our old life. Where I used to get down on myself. Because. Like I said. When I first started my relationship with Christ. These scriptures. That said I was an adulteress. Weighed on me but thank god that he has shown me that i am a new creation in christ and what i did in my old life doesn't matter and even he even showed me that he was directing my life even when i was in sin when i wasn't obeying the law i hope that makes sense to somebody because If you're out there and you're on husband number two or three or whatever your case may be, you are saved if you believe in in Jesus Christ the Son and you are made new. And I want to also say that in verse 6, where it says, um, we were bound so that we having died to that by which we were bound now we're we're dead to that we're new now right so that we serve in newness of the spirit and not in oldness of the letter we're serving in newness of the spirit who guides us we're the new creation new 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 key word newness and we serve him and not in the oldness of what we used to be because nobody can ever follow the letter or the commandments to the letter. There's just no way we can keep all those commandments from the first five books of the Old Testament. There's just no way. Only Jesus Christ is the only one that can do that. But because of what he did we're new now and we're not bound to what Um, the sins that we're committing because we're still committing sins if you're saying that you're not sinning, you're a liar because God says nobody is sinless, only the Son But but the reason that we are reading this together so we can understand that we're new, new, new newness of the Spirit and nothing that we did in the old self is Once He forgives us, we're forgiven. We're forgiven. And as we walk and step with the Spirit, as we prayed earlier for the Spirit to help us to continue to do, we are washed clean. So even if we take a step backward and we sin, we are walking with the Spirit. And our next step and the step after that and we're sinning less and less, so we can't dwell on the step we took back. We need to focus on on knowing that with the step forward, even with that step back, we're washed clean. Don't ever forget that, so you so you don't dwell. Um, and then the Apostle Paul, you know God, he he used to be named. His birth name was Saul, but God changed him and his name on the road to Damascus. He was going to Damascus. He was going to arrest and persecute Christians who followed, who believed that Jesus was the way. Back then it was called the way. And Jesus changed his name to Paul and he gave him a new name and a new mission, a new calling. And he was the one that was going to teach us, the Gentiles, about our Lord Jesus Christ. And he did such a great job. But what's important is he points out that he had trouble with coveting of all kinds. And he knew because if the law, if the law hadn't said, thou, thou, thou shalt not covet, he wouldn't have known that it was a, it was, it was a, a sin. But he recognized it, and he said, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. So how can we ever know what sin is except through the law? That's there as our guidebook, as our guide, and God has put it on our hearts. So... Yeah, I just find it really great that he put the, the, son, the sin in there that he, had, that he struggled with. And I'm going to go ahead and read the second half of Chapter 7, which is what we all struggle with. Paul struggled with it. He called himself a wretched man. Haven't you ever identified with that? Sometimes I just say, God, I'm a wretched woman. Uh, for I try to do the right things, but I, but I sin. <laughs> but thank God I'm under grace. So I just love that what Paul says in this chapter. It's so important. So I'm going to read it. I'll give you my thoughts after that. The Conflict of Two Natures. Verse 14 through verse 25, which is the end of the chapter. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good, So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is in my members. Wretched man that I am! Who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. And that's the end of chapter 7. Good grief. If you're listening and you don't relate to what the Apostle Paul just said there. <laughs> then not only the flesh is sinning, but also the mind is sinning and you don't want to change. You're comfortable. You're comfortable through and through with sin. <laughs> through and through with sin. But there's still help for you if you continue uh, reading or listening to the Word of God. May God, God's Word... Does not come back void. Those of you that are listening, you may still be wondering do I, I don't, maybe you don't want to know God. Maybe you're comfortable in sin. Maybe somebody's done something to you and you blame God. I've said in my last two podcasts don't blame the person, blame the demon. Demons take over people, they do. But when that person is delivered, he's delivered and free indeed. And so we cannot blame the person. The person's already dealing with enough, don't you think? Anyway, we practice our flesh wants to do wrong, but our spirit, our mind wants to do right because we have right and wrong and dwelling in us through the Holy Spirit of God. And I just love it where he says here, wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? Who will set us free? (laughs) Jesus Christ, our Lord, that's who, praise God, he has set us free and he knows that we, we suffer from this. He knows that the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak we're going to always have that we're going to always have that but take heart Jesus died on that cross for the part of us that can't get it right now if the spirit is willing we are in good shape if the Spirit is convicting us, the Holy Spirit of God is convicting us, we're, we are in good shape. Good shape. And like I said, um, we just have to continue together we have, and, and uh, just grow. Grow together as the body of Christ. I want to speak a little bit about the spirit of fear in this podcast because I've got some people in my life that are just oh, the spirit of fear is really, really, really gripping their hearts this coronavirus you know the only thing that we should ever not want in our lives is the wrath of God And not being allowed into heaven. There's scripture that says. God does not give us the spirit of fear. He doesn't give us the spirit of being timid. We have to be bold. And if fear has gripped your heart. With this coronavirus. The devil is using it. The devil wants us to be gripped with fear. He is going to get his due in due time. I can't wait. So, we've really got to pray. To ca- we've got to cast out the spirit of fear and live our lives. We can't be fearful. We can't be fearful. We can't be fearful. We cannot change our end date. We can get 20 million vaccinations and God could hit it. it we could be hit by a bus and be, be taken where? Hopefully you're going up. He's going to take us when he takes us. He's got, we've all got our timeline. We're all here on earth to serve God. That's the great commission. That's what we need to do every single day of our lives don't be held back by worrying about coronavirus and any other situation that's coming on you that, that is uh, keeping you away from those that love you I, I um, let's just Let's just cast that out right now. In the name of Jesus, cast out that spirit of fear. Cast it out of me, off of me, out of my home, off our property. Get lost. Get out. And by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Okay, again, I want to mention that today's song is Holy Water by We the Kingdom. Listen to it. And I hope that you have a great week. Continue to lift all of our needs up to God. He knows what they are. He knows what they are. But let's serve one another in love. And let's grow in our faith in God. I love you all. Much love to all. All the glory to God. Until next time. Bye.